0: Hey guys, Pitmaster Secrets Podcast. Uh, We're gonna go for a drive and we're gonna talk today about do I need a water pan for my smoker? So, uh, here, check out my new hat. You can tell it's brand new because it's still got the thing under it. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna talk today all about reasons why you would possibly want a uh, water pan in your smoker. So here we go. You're listening to the Pitmaster Secrets Podcast. Hey, so uh, Scott and I dropped, dropped, uh, jumped in the truck here and we're going down the road. Um, anyway, and I made some notes before we left. Uh, we got to go run some errands real quick. But uh, we're gonna talk today about you know what in the world, why would you need a water pan and a smoker? You know, cause a lot of guys think you want it in there for a lot of different reasons. Um, I got my own opinion on that based on my experience. So the first thing we're gonna talk about is why would you need a water pan in a smoker? So there's all kinds of myths surrounding water. Uh, you, you you almost think it's like in a pressure cooker of sorts to where we're gonna, you know, steam the inside of the cooker and we're gonna try to force more moisture into uh, whatever we're cooking, like a pork butt or something like that. And I've never really heard anybody but me talk about this, but you guys might know a little bit more about it than me for all I know, but. Uh, if you if you go out there on the old interwebs and, and you run across some guy that's talking about putting water in your thing, you almost never hear him say that they put water in there in order to force more moisture into what you're cooking. You actually do that during the brine process. So water doesn't really help if you're just looking to have, you know, to keep moisture in your food. What it actually does is uh, your food's rendering moisture and fat out of it while it's cooking. So really the reason why you want a uh, a water pan and a smoker is for a heat sink is reason number one. Um, You know, because what we're doing, usually you'll see those in like a vertical cooker of some kind, whether it's like, you know, it's a wood fired cooker that the fire is directly under uh, the food where you're cooking. There'll be a giant water pan, specifically like a great example is the Myron Mixon series hog cookers or a uh, backwoods style vertical reverse flow. You know, your your fire is directly below where you're cooking. And so you need some kind of a heat sink just to keep the dead blow of the heat from the flames coming up and uh, just roasting the bottom side of what you're cooking. Keeps you from having to flip and rotate a lot, stuff like that um now we talked about moisture a little bit you know it's it's you can have a moisture environment like one place this is handy is like doing chicken um, if you're familiar with the braising method of cooking that's like where we actually put a foil tent over something or fo- wrap it in foil uh, a lot of competition cooking our chicken is cooked that way um, we're going to try to Tent the meat and keep a a moist environment around it to prevent the skin from drying out on the chicken or, uh, you know, to prevent from just setting this really hard bark on something. So that is a valid reason, but it's not going to force more moisture into your food. Um, A second, a third reason here, let me look at my thing. Easy cleanup. So... Uh, one reason we would have a water pan in there is because when all the fat and the juices render out of our food it goes down and and sits on that let's say you had a baffle plate in there it goes down sits on that plate and it just carbonizes and turns to this hard stuff that that just is you got to scrape it real hard to get it off um it also can put off like a, a carbonic taste of sorts just like this bad flavor that you can get so it definitely helps with cleanup because that, that fat and juices that render down, they're, they're not just going to sit there and turn into a crust on the bottom. A lot of times you can just hose it out. Um, I've even heard about a few guys with, cook with uh, big open offsets. They'll put water in the bottom of their cook chamber just to make it easier to clean up so they can hose it out. So anyway, the, our, our third point is types of smokers where you would want... A water pan in them now um, the first one of course is a vertical reverse flow so if you see me looking down I got to look at my notes because I'm trying to stay on topic anyway uh, a vertical reverse flow smoker is you know better known as like a, a backwoods or a, a pitmaker vault um, different cookers like that and specifically what we're looking for there is a heat sink. Um, So we have our fire directly below, the flames come up and hit that pan. And on some of them, they've got a pitch in the bottom of their water pan. So everything's gonna come up and go around and flow up to the top and then come back down. So we're using that as a heat sink in order to get an even cook chamber temp vertically inside the cook chamber, or at least a more even temperature. Um, Another style is just like a vertical wood smoker. When you got wood on fire in a firebox, um, Meadow Creek makes one like this, where you're burning wood and charcoal in it, Um, or in a scenario where we've got like a firebox on a stick burner with a warming cabinet right above it, um, we're burning a wood fire, which means we're gonna have a lot more air mass moving, which means we're gonna have an actual fire down there and a lot of BTUs at at one point. So a lot of times we use a quarter inch piece of plate. We might even insulate, uh, like double stack that plate and insulate, but you still got all that heat coming in from the very bottom. So having that water pan in there allows you to to get control of vertically your your temperature difference. Um, It's just a big old heat sink once again. And then the final one that I would say would be more like a big hog cooker um now i do know for a fact that you can have one heck of a grease fire in a hog cooker if you ain't careful when your wood fire or charcoal fire is directly below the food if you have nothing but grease and fat rendering down from a hog especially if you've injected that hog with a lot of uh, injection or something you can actually get so much grease and stuff down there that you can have a flash fire once that fire is coming in direct contact with the bottom of that pan when grease and fat gets above like 400 degrees it can flash off 400 420 degrees and if that grease is the heat sink under a like in a myron mixing cooker uh, it could just get out of control so the biggest reason i would say is as a heat sink and uh you know doubled up with uh like some moisture control inside the cooking environment so, our final point here we're going to talk about is uh, using a water pan. So, when we, uh, when we have a cooker where we're using a water pan... That lady just pulled out in front of me. When we have a cooker where we're using a water pan, uh, there's a couple of things that you got to keep in mind. We want to have a dead even cook chamber temp like throughout our cook. We don't want to be going up and then down and up and down in uh, temperature. This person's a really bad driver. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Sorry guys. Anyway, uh, we don't want our temperature to have like big swings up and down and up and down. We want to have a dead even cook chamber temp throughout the the length of our cook. So when you have water in the pan you need to add, first of all, add hot water the pan because when the water boils it's 212 degrees at sea level so when we have a fire running and we have that water in there if we have water in there that's 200 degrees or so when we start the cooker up then we're going to have less time to heat that water up and get it to temp whereas if you put 60 degree water in the cook chamber it's going to take us forever to get up to temp so, cause we'll have to heat the water first before the cook chamber will get hot. So add hot water to your water pan before you start the cooker, You know, before you uh, build your fire and everything. And then as the cooker is running, you won't have to heat that water as much when you begin the cook. And then when you add more water during the cook, make sure you add hot water again, like the hottest water you can get because if it's, if it's at least close to 200 degrees, you're not gonna have a big temp drop when you add the water to it. Um, another way to do it is whenever you'll see, like on some of these backwoods cookers, the competition guys have, a, have one of those uh, culligan jugs, you know, the big five gallon water jug, and they make a contraption that hooks up to the, to the water drain valve. And it lets water go in, uh, basically it's using gravity, it's gravity feeding water to that pan and you'll see a glug every once in a while. And it's just basically topping off that water pan just a little bit at a time, little bit at a time. Instead of adding you know, a gallon of water to that water pan, it'll just glug a little bit at a time and it'll prevent you from having that drop in temperature when you add water to it. Um, don't let it run out of water. If you let that uh, water pan go dry, your temperature's gonna skyrocket all of a sudden. I had that happen a few times over the years on different cookers I built, where we get busy or we're visiting or something like that. And uh, we forget to add water and you go out there and all of a sudden the temperature would go from 250 to like 400, like just that fast. Because now you lost all that thermal mass that was in the cooker. Um, you know, it just you just gotta keep on top of it. You can't let it go dry. Um, goodness gracious. We're passing a Starbucks here. (laughs) Anyway. And then my final point on this whole water pan thing is clean it every cook. So when you uh, shut your cooker down for the night, let's say you're done cooking, and uh, you got all that water in the bottom of that water pan, and uh, there's like this nice layer of grease in it, don't leave that in there because what'll happen is is that you'll get two things you'll you talk about mold i mean it'll mold the inside of that cooker quicker than you can blink so like the next morning when you get up you'll go outside that has been like this really nice moist very humid uh 80 degree temperature overnight let's say and uh the white mold just took over made penicillin all over the inside of your cooker especially if you leave it for a few days um, then you got to, then you basically got to, you know, clean the cooker and sanitize it again, and re-season it. But uh, the other thing that you'll run into is that uh, fat will sit on top of that water, and uh, it's it gets really gross, really stinky. Like I'm, I'm saying it's just a bad deal all the way around. So you want to make sure and keep that cooker clean as soon as you're done cooking. Drain it, clean it out, you know, wash it up. The, the worst part to me about one of these water cookers is the cleanup i I just say that's that's like the thing that i don't want to do is clean them up so uh anyway guys uh you know thanks for listening to the podcast here i hope you found some value in this episode Uh, you know leave a leave a uh rating on the podcast here if you don't mind if you're listening on itunes if you're on youtube or anything like that you know make sure you subscribe and hit the notifications that way you get notified whenever we go live on these or do these podcasts and uh, you know one more thing share it with a friend I'd sure appreciate it help us help others get uh, backyard barbecue going and, and get the best barbecue they possibly can um, it's all about uh, keeping the craft alive and the barbecue lifestyle and uh, you know build a smoker if you need a free set of plans look in the link down below in the description there's a couple of different kinds of sets of plans we're giving away for free i'd sure like to give you a copy and uh anyway till next time we'll see you later